Course of Discipleship for the BFC family. Our reading today comes from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. And the word of the Lord says this, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what's the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I want to talk to you today about praying for others. As we read our Bibles, we will often encounter passages like this one, telling us about praying for another person. As far as I can tell, prayer is first mentioned in Scripture at the end of Genesis 4, and it flows on and follows on from there through the whole story of God's dealings with man. We find all kinds of people praying in the Scriptures. We find prophets praying. We find kings praying. Widows and barren women pray. Desperate men pray. I mean, the Scripture is filled with examples of men and women crying out to God in prayer. And the text that we have before us today is no exception. In these verses, we listen in as the Apostle Paul prays for believers in the ancient city of Ephesus. It's a great example of how to pray for others. I mean, what can we ask for others? What would God want to give our friends in answer to our believing prayer on their behalf? Now remember that this prayer is being offered on behalf of men and women who've already put their faith in Christ. This is not a prayer for unbelievers. We'd have to look elsewhere in Scripture to find a pattern for prayer for those outside the faith. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, would fill that need wonderfully, I think. But what about our believing friends? We get insight about how to pray for them here in Ephesians. We begin in verse 15 with insight into how we know that Paul was praying for believers. We know that these ones belong to Christ because, we are told, of two things that Paul had heard about them. The first is that their faith was focused on Jesus. These people were first century Jesus freaks. (laughs) Remember Jesus freaks? People who are bananas for Jesus? And they can't stop thinking about him. And they can't stop talking about him. And they can't stop praying to him. And they can't stop singing about him. Uh, You get the idea. When someone comes to faith in Christ, life begins to center on the Savior. Second thing that we're told that Paul had seen and heard about them was that their faith in Jesus expressed itself through love for others. Their faith made them reach out in compassion to the hurting, pray for the sick, encouraged the downhearted. Their faith moved the focus of their daily actions away from self 
and directed it toward the good of others. And that's what real faith always does. Self-love is forgotten, and love for others emerges. So Paul prayed for them as believers, as verse 16 shows. And in doing that, he did the most powerful thing that he could do for others. In fact, one commentator has observed that prayer is the believer's most powerful resource. I wonder if we really believe that. I'm afraid that we often feel helpless in the face of a friend's troubles, and we think to ourselves, well, all I can do is pray. All you can do. My dear one, prayer is the work that's most effective in the face of trouble because it reaches out to the only one who can answer the need. Prayer touches the heart of God on behalf of our friends. In verses 17 through 19, we overhear Paul pray for the Ephesians, and we find a good pattern of how we can pray for others, especially when we don't know the specific need of the moment that's confronting them. First, he prayed that they would be fully endowed with the Holy Spirit. And that's always a great prayer to pray for any believer. The indwelling Holy Spirit brings us all the gifts of grace that Jesus won for us on Calvary. And he knows which gift is most needed at any given moment in a Christian's life. Pray that your believing friends will be filled with the Spirit. Next, Paul prayed for three specific gifts of grace for his friends. Interestingly, his concern is that they would come to three realizations, that they would see three things. First, that they would realize the certainty of receiving all that they'd been promised by God. He puts it this way. He prays that they will see the hope to which they have been called. He prayed for their encouragement, in other words. It was as if he was praying, Lord, don't let them lose heart. Keep them looking for the upward calling, please. Secondly, he prayed that they would recognize the riches that they've been given in other Christians around them. Paul was praying, Lord, show them that they're not alone. Help them to see that they have friends in their journey who are sharing the same struggles and joys that they're experiencing. Who can stay encouraged without help from others? Finally, he prayed for them to experience God's power in their daily lives. He went out of his way to emphasize that the power he was talking about was far beyond anything we can ask or imagine. In fact, he illustrated the kind of power he meant in verses 20 through 23. It's the power that raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to God's right hand. He seemed to pray for them, Father, show them that this same power is theirs in Christ. So let me reaffirm the point. When we don't know what to pray for our believing friends, these are the things that we can ask God for on their behalf. That God would fill them with his spirit. That they would remember the hope of glory that they've been promised. That they would realize that they have friends in the battle with them. And that God has promised his mighty power to help all who belong to him. And by the way, that's my prayer for you. Let's pray. Father, help us to realize the tremendous privilege we have in praying for our friends and help us to exercise this powerful ministry on their behalf often. Thank you that they too are doubtless praying for us. We also remember with gratitude the promise in your word 
that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are praying for them and for us even now. Hear us for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. Remember, prayer is the believer's most powerful resource for helping our friends.